This is Debbie Bleacher, associate producer of Ray Brown's Talkin' Birds. Sometimes we have so much great material for the radio show that we just can't fit it all on the air. So we're sharing some of these extra goodies with you as episodes for podcast only. We hope you enjoy them. Happy listening, and please let us know what you think. In March 2017, at the Mass Audubon Annual Meeting, I chatted with Dr. Andrea Townsend. She's an assistant professor at Hamilton College, and she studies the social behavior and disease ecology of American crows. They call me the crow lady on campus. And why is that? They love me. They follow me all over campus. They'll caw in a way that recruits. The whole family groups will fly down to me. They recognize my office window, so they'll fly to my office window and perch outside my office window and look in, which is somewhat hilarious. Let's picture that for a minute. Dr. Townsend is working at her desk, and there's a gang of black birds outside with black beaks and black legs and beady brown eyes. If that doesn't sound bad to you, remember, a group of crows is called a murder. Most people would not be okay with a murder outside their window, but Dr. Townsend finds it hilarious. <coughs> crows are members of the corvid family, which includes ravens and jays. They live wherever people live, and they thrive. Crows are an urban bird. We call them urban exploiters. They're birds that reach higher densities in urban areas than in rural areas. So what makes a good urban exploiter? First of all, they have to be a species that can tolerate people because they have to interact with us. Uh, a generalist, so a species that doesn't have you know, very specialized requirements, particularly a food generalist. Meaning that they'll eat anything. Disease resistance. Let's pause there for a minute. An urban exploiter has to be able to resist diseases that humans carry with them. And crows actually have a disadvantage because of their family structure. They live in these family groups where you have a mom and dad, and they're helped by their adult children. So their kids will stay home and help raise their younger brothers and sisters, and they'll do this for years. So what's the problem? You can imagine that if you live in a family group, you m might be more likely to pass your pathogens, your diseases, to your family members because you're living in these tight quarters. In fact, one of Dr. Townsend's key research questions concerns how crows behave towards sick family members. When I started working with crows, it was 2005, and that was the tail end of the West Nile virus epidemic. What actually I really wanted to know was, if your family member is sick, what do you do with that family member? Do you help that family member, or do you sort of avoid that family member? Um, and actually, that's still an open question. Uh, and that's something I'm still trying to answer. Let's circle back to Crow's intelligence. Why is intelligence so important for an urban exploiter? The idea is that urban exploiters are presented with novel resources. So novel food sources, novel places to put a nest. But they're also confronted with novel dangers and threats. So they have to assess whether these new things are a benefit or a threat to them. Along with assessment of threats and benefits comes the ability to recognize people. Sometimes they need to be able to tell a dangerous human from one that's actually providing them a resource. So, for example, if you're a crow, some people are going to be resources. They're going to be, you know, pro-crow, I call them, and they're going to feed them. And some people hate crows and shoot them. So if they can distinguish a non-threatening human from a threatening human, they have the opportunity to benefit. So now we arrive at the question, why are crows so interested in Dr. Townsend? I ban them, which they don't like, but I also uh, throw them peanuts occasionally. Ah, 
It's the peanuts. They've got me trained. I can't get out of their territory. They, they will just fly over and over my head until I throw them a peanut. Which makes us wonder who is actually getting more out of this research. So why does it matter whether we study crows and other urban exploiters? For the first time in history, there are more people living in urban areas than in rural areas. The urban landscape is just predicted to increase and increase you know, exponentially within this century. There hasn't been much done on what we call urban ecology because people historically didn't care. And by historically, I mean two decades ago, didn't care about animals in urban settings. But as urban areas expand, the interest in the urban animals has increased. So with more humans on the planet taking up more space, research like Dr. Townsend's can give us clues about how to get along better with the animals on whose space we're encroaching. On the one hand, urban exploiters prosper when we do. But on the other, when they prosper, so do we. That's all for this podcast extra. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm Debbie Bleacher for Ray Brown's Talkin' Birds.